Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caregiver and Spoonie Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Banderas. And just a quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes of the, of the podcast. And also, thank you for all your feedback and your support. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys. I love that. I love that. Let's, let's get all this feedback so we can make this grow, so we can actually show support to the people that actually need it. That's, that's the main goal. So let's get into today's episode. Now, on today's episode, I want to ask you this. Do you know your love language? Now, let's talk about how important this is to know your, your love language. Now, the reason why it's so important is because everybody has a different love language. My wife has a different love, love language than me. I have a different love language than her. Probably you guys have a different love language, and we'll go through them in just a little bit. But it is important because once we know what our love language is, we will be able to realize like how we like to be treated by our partners, how we show affection, how we, why we do the things that we do when, when we actually love somebody. Or if somebody loves us, we want to be treated a certain way. And this is very important with everybody. Like I said, this podcast is for everybody, but mostly for, uh, for caregivers and spoonies. Like I'm a caregiver, my wife is a spoonie, so we had to, um, understand each other's love language, which is something that I realized that a lot of people don't know. When I was researching about this episode, uh, the yeah, when I was researching uh, when I was researching for this episode, I, I was able to find out that a lot of people don't know their love language. They just think that love is love, like. Or love is just sex, or love is just kissing and anything like that. But love is more than that. There's actually a language. There's a book called The Five Love Languages, which I'm actually going to talk about it, uh, about it because my wife, <laughs> and this is funny, my wife, she kept talking about it for a long time, and I was like, I don't need to, I don't, I don't, I don't need to read that. I know my love language. I know how I love. But then she convinced me to it, to, to read it. And when I read it, I was like, hmm, very insightful. So don't be like me. Don't be stubborn. Just, if you need to read that book, if you, if you ever want to read that book, just read it. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it just tells you or it might show you actually what type of love language you like to express. Now, now, like I was saying, this is very important because once we know what our love language is, our love things can be filled. And when our love things can be filled or full, they, they can actually, we can actually start loving ourselves and loving our partners in such a freaking way that it's amazing because we we will we will we will feel like we're taking care of emotionally in in a in a deeper level it's it's a it's a good way to pretty much enjoy being with our partners like like in, in, like in my case let's just uh, let me tell you a little bit of, of of my story because of the way that I was raised with everything that 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 happened I never loved myself and I had been hurt in the past, 
So it was hard for me to love. I thought that love was just like, you know, like buying expensive things, you know, like just being there for the person. I thought that was love. But it is up to a, up to a certain way as long as it doesn't hurt you. So when, when I met my wife, because I had been hurt so many times and I, and, I, and I didn't really knew how to love. Nobody really showed me a way to love or explain how to love or anything like that. The way that I was showing love to my wife, it was the same way that it was shown, that it was shown to me. through yelling, being mean, and all of these things that literally they're not considered love anymore. Um, so you have to understand some, some of these things that the reason why we are the way that we are, it could be from all the way in our childhood. And now as adults, we're trying to love, but we can only express the love that, that was shown to us. Like in my case, my mom will always yell. My family will, my, my family will, all, my family will always make me feel bad about myself. And then they will say, they will say like, oh, but we still love you. You know, like how many of you have a family like that? So I knew that kind of love. So when, when I got with my wife, I was showing that kind of love, but that's not the way that, that she likes to be shown love. So I was doing it wrong because I didn't know how to love properly. So when I read this book, I was like, wow, it did change me a lot. Now I know what my love language is. I know what her love language is. And now we can communicate better and I can actually uh, fill up her love thing and she can fill up mine, which is why we, we're, we're in such a good, such a good position in our relationship because we, we can communicate it at a deeper level. Now that's a little bit of my story. I know that you guys have probably some uh, uh, similar stories about the way that you show love because of the way that you were raised or treated before by other partners. But let's go over the, the types of love languages. So give me one second here. All right. So the first love language is the words of affirmation. Now, that's what one of, you can be, and, and this is one thing that before I, uh, before I get started, you can actually have different love languages. It's just that you're just going to use it whenever it's necessary. Now, for words of affirmation, this love language expresses love with words that build up your partner, build up your partner. Verbal compliments don't, verbal compliments don't have to be complicated. The shortest and simple, simplest praises can be the most effective. For example, that dress looks incredible on you. You can always make me laugh. I love your hair today. Words mean a lot if your partner has this love language. Compliments and, and, and I love you can go a long way. On the other hand, negative or insulting comments can hurt your partner and it could take them longer to forgive than others. See, like the way that, that love was shown to me by my family and other partners, that I had before my wife, it was more like insulting compliments or negative comments. So that's the way that I was raised. That's the way that I was showing love. But now 
due to therapy and, and being able to actually go to uh, read this book, The Five Love Languages, I was able to change that. It's like, oh, okay. Now let's go to the next love language, which is acts of service. Now your partner might have this love language if their motto is actions speak louder than words. This love language expresses itself by doing it by doing things that you know your spouse will like. Cooking a meal, doing laundry, and picking up a prescription are all acts of service. They require some thought, time, and effort. All of these things should be done with positivity and with your partner's ultimate happiness in mind to be considered an expression of love. Actions out of obligation or with a negative tone are something else entirely. So th this is very true because the, the only way that I can explain is be, uh, with my wife. Like I love taking care of her. I love taking care of her. Like when she's sleeping, I'm cleaning. And when she wakes up, she's all like, oh, thank you. Like that's an act of service. Or, or, or if, if, if she says, oh, I want to clean the bathroom, but I can't because I'm too tired. I let her take a nap and then I just clean it. Or I go pick up her prescriptions without, without her telling me. Like I do little things like that. And, and I know a lot of couples fight about this because one of the people in the relationship, they feel like they always have to do everything for the other person, but we have to change that as, well, this is an act of service. If it's, if it's making my partner happy, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm not expecting anything. Just do it without expectations, pretty much. That's one of the things that have helped me as well. Now, the next love language, this is another one that probably a lot of people will, will like, but a lot of people might actually like, which is receiving gifts. Now, this love language isn't necessarily materialistic. It just means that a meaningful or thoughtful gift makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. Something as simple as picking up a pint of their favorite ice cream after a long work week can make a huge impact, which it can. Now, this is different than acts of service, where you show affection by performing actions to help your partner. Like, in my case, my wife loves, I don't know if wherever you're located, you guys have a, a candy called Big Cherry. So, whenever I can see it, because not a lot of, store, not a lot of stores carry that particular candy, I gave it for my wife, and she loves it. She loves it. She loves it. Uh, or if I if I'm at the store and 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 I want to make my wife happy because she's having a bad week or or the doctor was rude or something like that, I get her like some something that she likes like candy or uh, or or I take her somewhere that that I know that she would love. So that's kind of like what it's talking about receiving gifts. Like sometimes I might buy her a new purse and things like that because she deserves to be treated nice too. So you have to remember that depending on which one is your your love language. So let's get on to the next one. So the next love language is quality time. Now this love language is all about undivided attention. No television, no smartphone or any other distraction. 
if this is your partner's primary language, they don't just want to be included during this period of time. They want to be the center of your attention. They want their partners to look at them and, and them only. This doesn't mean that you have to curl up on the couch and watch Netflix or HBO. It just means that you need to make sure to dedicate time together without all the distractions. That will help them feel comfort. Comf that will help them feel comforted, comforted in the relationship. Every time you cancel a date, postpone time together, or aren't present enough during your time together, it can be extremely hurtful to your partner, as it can make them feel like you care more about other things or activities than them. Now, this is very true, and I used to do this like the negative part because. Anytime me and my wife will talk, I will get my phone out and I will look at my phone and instead of paying attention to her until she freaking called me out. Like she called me out and I don't care. Like she called me out and I was like, you know what? She is right. She actually uh, is right in this situation. And then once I started putting my phone away, turning off the TV and just literally paying attention to her, she, we, we, we have been able to communicate in such a good in such a deep level that we know each other so well. And and you might know people that actually do this, or I see this every time Like I go to the store at the restaurant where people go out, like couples go out, but instead of talking, they're looking at their phones, or at home they're just watching TV or on their iPads or on their electronics. So we're not paying attention to, we're not having quality time. We're not having enough quality time, and that will hurt. That will hurt any relationship. That's why sometimes you hear, uh, you hear people say like, "Oh, my partner doesn't pay attention to me," because their their actual love language might be quality time, and the partner is not giving them that quality time. Instead, like I was doing before, I was looking more at my phone, the iPad, TV. You know, I wasn't paying attention to my. And I know that a lot of you might feel the same way or are doing the same thing. So we just need to change that. And the, the last but not least um, love language, which is physical touch. Now, to people with this love language, nothing is more impactful than the physical touch of their partner. They aren't necessarily into over-the-top PDA. But they do need, but they do feel more connected and safe in a relationship by holding hands, kissing, hugging, etc. If physical touch is your partner's primary love language, they will feel in love without physical contact. All of the words, all of the words and gifts in the world, world won't change that. They want, they want to, they want to feel you. They want to feel you close by. Not just emotionally, but physically. And that is so true. Like, I like to hug and I like to hold hands and do all of this, but a lot of people don't like it. So in the past, with previous relationships, when I was trying to do that, they didn't like it. So I was like, okay, I must be doing something wrong. And then when I got with my wife, I stopped doing that. But... Her love, one of her love languages is physical touch. So I have to re, 
learn again how to have that physical touch with my wife. And I know that I know a lot, a few couples actually that that do this where they don't they don't hold hands, they don't kiss, they don't they they don't do anything. They only have sex, pretty much. They only have sex, and that's and then they complain about it because it's like, oh my my husband doesn't hold my hand or my my wife doesn't kiss me but they they're not communicating with each other and they're actually not they, i mean pretty much they don't know their 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 love language and that's why i wanted to do this because um because for spoonies and their caregivers if it's their spouse or anything like that we have to understand what's our love language because once we know what's our love language and what's our spoonier or partner's love language we will be able to have a better relationship because we will be able to fulfill them emotionally physically and in a very lovable way you know like they will feel love and there's nothing wrong with feeling love it actually makes you feel better it helps with depression it helps with anxiety because you know that somebody is going to be there to help you you know like you when you feel love you're gonna feel like you can actually get better if you're a spoonie. You can you can feel like you have your your you have support pretty much like you're being supported. So what I recommend you to do is that after after you're done listening to this, if you ever decide to read the book, read it and then talk to your partner. Let them know what fills up your love tank. That way you feel love and your partner feels love as well. And once both of you feel love, what's going to happen is that you guys are going to be able to connect in a, at a deeper level and you guys are going to be able to actually communicate better and and for the spoonies and the caregivers, it helps so much. It really does because you will be able to do things for your spoonie that you know are going to actually make her feel good and be like, oh, that person loves me instead of, you know, like, so if we don't do anything, or if we feel, or Spoonie feels like we're not able to do anything, they feel like, oh, he's getting tired of me, which it might not be the case. But that's pretty much it for today's episode. Um, I wanted to share this episode because it has helped me a lot, like uh, the, the love language, knowing my love language has helped me a lot. And if you have any questions about the episode, if you if you have any feedback in regards to the episode, don't forget to um, send it to us. You can comment, share, like, subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And if you want to share your story, don't forget to send it to the caregiver and spring at gmail.com and you can be anonymous. You can remain anonymous. And as always, always take care of yourself.